an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction but there's only one zin find yours in online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical feeling like you need a punch of energy enter wonderful pistachios i love them the snack that packs a protein punch and the best part they come in so many flavors and so many sizes whether you're on the go or chilling at home Wonderful pistachios. They're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching herd. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. It is the herd. Colin Cowherd vacationing as he often does this time of year. Nick Wright and Alex Curry. In for Colin and J-Mac. Alex, one of my favorite people at the entire network. One of the most talented people at the entire network. Wonderful to see you as always. How are you doing this morning in Los Angeles, this <laughs> afternoon out here in New York? I know. I, I love the cross-coast show we got going here. I'm doing great. Yes. But what a week to be in the right family, oh. Nick. Because you guys have just been oh. living it up. And congratulations, oh. because you got the red carpet rolled out for you when you were celebrating with oh. Casey. You guys were at the after party. You were getting hugs from Mahomes and Kelsey. Like, I am just so happy quite the week. for you and your family. Well, listen, you don't put in all those hours at OTAs, <laughs> you know, practicing, pumping that iron to then win a Super Bowl and not celebrate it. So thank you so much, Alex. I greatly appreciate that. We have a massive show, massive hour right here. The All-Star Game, everyone's killing it. And everyone who's killing it in the media needs to take their own responsibility for what's happened to the All-Star Game. We will get to that momentarily. Also, Nikola Jokic is going to win his third straight MVP in his second straight year where it doesn't seem like anybody wants to draft him for the All-Star Game. What does that actually mean? However, we're going to start this hour with this. Russell Westbrook has signed with Los Angeles Clippers. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but it is some breaking news from this morning And it must be addressed. Now, I understand there has been some odd recent pushback on Russell Westbrook criticism. People have reminded us that Russell Westbrook is a great father, a great husband, a great tipper. And you know what? I can credit for all of those things. In fact, I think I'm all those things. But I would be a disastrous point guard for a team trying to win an NBA championship. And it is beyond baffling to me that the Clippers are going to step on this same rake that they saw the Houston Rockets step on, that they saw the Los Angeles Lakers step on. I'll leave the Wizards out of it because the Wizards were not actually trying to win a championship. But if you are trying to win a championship, you cannot have this version of Russell Westbrook on on your team. Listen, I did for What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast I do, Last year, the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. I had Russ 35th. I had him ahead of Clyde Drexler, ahead of Steve Nash, ahead of Gary Payton. He is an all-time legendary player. That can be true, and this can also be true. In 2023, if you are trying to win games, he cannot help you. 
He has not evolved as a player. His biggest weaknesses have become more glaring. And the idea that the Clippers, who in a wide-open Western Conference, actually have the best chance, I would argue, they have ever had since Kawhi and Paul George came together to get out of the West and go on a real run, potentially to a championship, that this team would opt in to adding Russell Westbrook, it's beyond comprehension. And again, I know that sounds harsh, and I know there are people that are diehard Russ fans that feel like he has gotten, his entire career has gotten disrespected by the media. I agree with many that the previous iterations of Russ were underrated. The fact of the matter is, when he was at his peak, there is real value in his relentless effort in what he gave you on all phases of offense, even if it was inefficient, because he ate up so many possessions, because he pushed the pace, because he put constant pressure on the defense. That can be true, that he once upon a time was a great player, and once upon a time he could have, he wasn't, but he could have been a part of a championship team. But that ship has sailed. That player no longer exists, and the Clippers opting into this is, I, they have made many mistakes with the Clippers in letting Kawhi and Paul George run everything. This is the latest, it would appear, as Paul George seemed to be the loudest and strongest advocate for this move. I don't understand why they did it. Now to the All-Star game. Mike Malone, in fact, we can just play you the Mike Malone sound. What did Nuggets head coach Mike Malone think of the All-Star game? Spoiler alert, he wasn't a fan. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. You know, I mean, I give Joel and B, Kyrie Irving, those guys were like, competing. Jarrell was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in, but um, no one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but that that is a tough game to sit through, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so the media is going to spend all day echoing those sentiments and crushing the players while taking no personal responsibility for where, where we are at across sports in all exhibition games, and in the NBA in particular, where the dunk contest, no one wants to participate in. The All-Star game, no one wants to try. Hell, regular season games, you don't know who's going to play and who's not going to play. And when I tell you the players are a symptom, not the cause, let's zoom out so I can explain it to you. And we'll, we'll circle back to the All-Star game, which obviously was not a real basketball game. And I think you'll understand why this is actually on us in the media and how we talk about sports over the last 10 to 15 years. Because the All-Star game used to be competitive. And I'm not talking about the 80s and the 90s. Yes, it was competitive then, but I'm talking about 2010, 2012. Up until about a decade ago, this was a competitive game people cared about. So what happened? So let's zoom out for a moment. This week, this past week on television, I made the case that Patrick Mahomes just completed the best five-year start to a career in NFL history. And I was, to me, it's an obvious case. It is not a hot take. In fact, it is such a clear-cut answer that I didn't think would be controversial at all. But of course, the pushback that I got was, oh, what about Brady? And so we can show you Mahomes versus Brady's first five years, and I promise you this actually relates to what we saw in the All-Star game. So, they have the same number of Super Bowl appearances. Mahomes has more conference championship appearances. Mahomes has more MVPs. Mahomes has 10,000 more yards, 100 more touchdowns, and the greatest passer rating ever while Brady's was around league average. So why is it not only a debate, but why is it that the majority of people would say, no, 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 the best first five years was Tom? Because that first line, Super Bowl wins, count the rings, championship or bust. It's all that matters. The entirety 
of our profession has turned into, you guys remember that movie, I think it was called Bad Teacher, Jason Segal was in it, and they're in the trailer for it, he's arguing with a little kid about who the greatest basketball player of all time is, and the little kid says, says to him, because the little kid's arguing, I think, for LeBron, says to him, uh, in regards to Michael Jordan, your only argument is six rings. And Jason Segal screams at him, it's the only argument I need. That's what all of sports commentary has become. And then we act shocked when the players act accordingly. All we give you credit for is championships. All we give you credit for is the destination. Nothing for the journey. It does not matter what you do in the regular season. It does not matter what your full body of work is. You either win the title or you're considered some different level of disappointment or failure. And the players understand it did not used to be like that. But it is now. And then we act shocked when the players do make every decision accordingly. Why would I participate in the slam dunk contest? I get no credit. I get no flowers. Everyone obsessed with giving people flowers for anything I do that isn't about winning a title. Why would I play a back-to-back? I this isn't I get no credit. I get no kudos for putting on a show for the fans in February. All people are concerned about is am I at my peak come the postseason? So, of course, guys are going to take nights off. Of course, anything that is not directly related to a championship pursuit is going to not just become secondary or even tertiary. It's going to become forgotten. And then we in the media act like we have nothing to do with it. We all just watched LeBron James break the all-time scoring record, a record that is held that was that had been held for longer than LeBron had been alive. Something that we thought of as unbreakable as recently as five years ago. And it wasn't, it didn't take 12 hours for that discussion to immediately pivot to, well, how much is it tarnished if the Lakers miss the playoffs? How much does it really matter when the team this year is not going to win a championship? We can't in the media, preach to the, at the athletes that we cover who follow these shows and who are acutely aware of what is said about them, that the only thing that matters is championships. And then be shocked when guys act in their best interests accordingly. Why would I go all out for the All-Star game? Why would I risk, even if it's 1% injury, why would I fight through fatigue and, you know, nicks and bruises to play three games in four nights. Why would I do that when you guys are telling me if I don't win a title, you're going to crush me? You're not going to care about any regular season accomplishments. You're not gonna, certainly not going to care about any all-star game moments. So if you're not going to, why should I? And we want players to take these games more seriously than we do. That's not how this goes. So if we in the media want load management to stop, want the slam dunk contest to mean something again, want the all-star game to be competitive again, then stop turning every sports discussion into a count the rings binary conversation. Have some more nuance to it. Have a, a, give some more credit for accomplishments on the way, even if they ultimately fall short, and then maybe our athletes will react accordingly. One more major piece of news out of the All-Star Game, which is a guy who all the NBA MVP voters, you know, swear is the best player in the league, or at least even if they don't think it, they vote as if he is. 
For the second straight year, was the seventh player taken in the All-Star Draft, which really means for the second straight year, he was the ninth or tenth player taken because the captains can't draft themselves, and this year Durant was out and Steph was out, but so be it. Nikola Jokic, and Jokic, to his credit, had a good disposition about it. He said, my game's not suited for the All-Star game, and it's not. That's fine. But Nikola Jokic is right now a massive favorite to win his third straight NBA MVP. And this is not, what I'm about to do here, really a criticism of Jokic. It is kind of in line with the previous conversation, a criticism of the overwhelming arrogance of the current crop of NBA MVP voters. And I understand this is not going to make me very popular with many of my colleagues. I'm friends with, well, friendly with a lot of these people. I'm not sure how much they like me. But the way the last few years the voters have treated the history of this award as if it does not matter at all and as if this current crop of voters has cracked a code that otherwise was lost to 60 years of NBA MVP history, I find absolutely galling. So let's give a little context because if you're watching right now, you're not familiar with where I've been on Jokic. I know a lot of people say, ah, Nick's a Jokic hater. That's not how I see it. Two years ago, I said I thought Nikola Jokic should finish second in MVP voting to Chris Paul. And then they did end up playing in the playoffs, and Chris Paul's team swept out Jokic's team. But it's a regular season award, so be it. Last year, I thought the fact that Jokic's team had the 10th best record in the league, the 6th best record in the West, all of MVP voting history tells us those guys can't win the award except for Russ when he averaged the triple-double. And people now look back on that and say, that was a mistake. I said Luka should have been the MVP, and I think I said Jokic would have been third. I think I said Luka, Giannis, Jokic. And then, of course, Jokic wins it and his team loses in round one. Ah, Nick, but they played the Warriors. It's not his fault. Well, yeah, because Luka also lost to the Warriors. But the reason that how well you do in the regular season matters to a degree is because you do well in the regular season, you don't play the Warriors in round one. But set that aside. So just for whatever it's worth, if the two previous MVPs had been Chris Paul and Luka Doncic, I would vote for Jokic this year. Well, then, Nick, you've got to vote for him, and I don't have a vote. If you would vote, it's not about other years. It's not about the history. It's just about this season. It's not about how you've done in the playoffs. And this is where the arrogance comes in. Because for all of NBA history, it has been about all of those things. We absolutely have not given out multiple, much less back-to-back, much less back-to-back-to-back MVPs to anyone that doesn't have deep postseason runs and that isn't at the top of mind for best player in the league. And even the folks who vote for Jokic would tell you, well, he's not better than Giannis. And they might tell you he's not better than Luka. And gun to their head, they maybe Steph. Like, forget is he an all is he, you know, does his game fit the all-star game? If there, if you have to get a bucket, is he your number one pick in the league? Is he your number two pick in the league? Is he your number three pick in the league? No, no, no. If you have to stop the other team from getting a bucket, is he one of your top ten picks in the league? No. So get a bucket, stop a bucket, not it. So why is he the MVP? Well, Nick, look at the numbers. Well, let's look at the numbers and we'll go through these quickly because these numbers don't prove what you think they prove. So box plus minus says that two of the best three years in NBA history, three of the best five are Jokic's last three years. Does anyone actually believe that? Or do we think maybe box plus minus incorrectly values a touch too much Overall efficiency and rebounding would appear to me. What about career box plus minus? Oh, Jokic is the best player ever. That's career, best player ever. Does that prove he's the MVP or does that prove there's a problem with the stat? What about player efficiency rating? How does Jokic measure up? Oh, okay. So last year, he had the best season ever 
And this year, it's the sixth best season ever. What about career player efficiency rating? Oh, he's in the conversation for best player ever. And then I, I, I just, you know, saw Raptor for one of the first times recently. Ra- oh, okay. The best seasons ever are the last two. So unless you want to make the argument that Jokic is one of the three or four best players ever, that he just finished, that he's in the midst of the greatest stretch of three seasons ever, then don't bring me those stats. And this is where the history of it matters. Guys, when they win back-to-back MVPs, the standard for them to win a third, well, so Russell did it, Wilt did it, and Bird did it. That's the list. What about the other guys who could have? Michael Jordan won back-to-back. In the midst of that, he won a title. And despite that, and despite the fact that the next year he averaged 33-7-6-3, the voters said, nah, you're not winning three in a row, we finished third. LeBron won back-to-back, had been to multiple finals, had an unbelievable year, and he finished third. Giannis won back-to-back, had not been to the finals, and the voters punished him, and he finished fourth and got one vote. Every single guy with three-plus MVPs, by the time they got their third, was either a champion or multiple finals trips. But today's voters are going to tell us we got that wrong, that this is the way we need to do it, that it's that all of NBA history, how they had done it, was wrong, and this is right. Jokic is an unbelievable player. He is not unbelievable enough when his colleagues don't think it, when the media deep down doesn't think it, when the eye test doesn't think it, that we should rewrite the entire record book for him. Flatly should. Speaking of guys who shouldn't want back-to-back MVPs, sounds like the Packers are out on Aaron Rodgers. We'll discuss that next. Nick writing for Colin The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Oh, there's Colin Coward talking my love language. 
a little ode to Patrick Mahomes. We'll get to this Rodgers thing in just a moment. Just to put a button on, by the way, the Jokic thing. Just, just so everybody understands, the guys who have won three or more MVPs, forget three in a row. You have Bill Russell, the greatest defensive player ever. You have Wilt, who one season averaged 50 a game, the second highest career points per game ever. You have Kareem, who by his second year in the league was league MVP, scoring champion, finals MVP, one of the three greatest players ever. And by the way, when Kareem was going for his third straight MVP 40, 50 years ago, 48 years ago, he averaged 30, 16, and 5 for his 60-win team. And the voters even back then were like, ah, do we want to give a guy three in a row? Probably not. So even though Kareem averaged 30, 16, and 5, they gave it to Dave Cowens, who averaged 20, 16, and 5. Moses won three in a row. He had been to the finals before and was the best player on the greatest team ever. Bird's Larry Bird. He mostly won three in a row, won three overall. Bird won three in a row. Magic's Magic Johnson. He won three, at least three, I should say. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. That's the list of guys with at least three. We didn't let Duncan win three in a row. We didn't let Steph win three in a row. Giannis got one vote when he was going for three in a row. We're going to break the rules for Jokic. Okay, that's fine. Now listen, I just like history. Whether it's United States history from Reconstruction until the Civil Rights Act, which is kind of my area of passion, or sports history. You go to the Twitter page for the What's Right Show, my podcast, you have me from memory going backwards in time, listing every MVP there ever was. About a nine-minute video showing you, you know, evidence of a misspent youth. It matters. It's the most prestigious professional award we have in sports. And we already tarnished it a bit by giving Nash back-to-back. But at least they had the good sense, even though his third year was better than the first two. And I'd be like, we're not going to keep giving this guy MVPs until he shows us he's actually the best player in the league. We're going to make that mistake with Jokic. It's unbelievable. Now to Aaron Rodgers. All right, so there is some unbelievable sound. Uh, Tyler Dunn, who has a great sub stack that I actually subscribe to. It's not that expensive. He had Bob McGinn on his podcast Bob, Bob McGinn has literally covered the Packers longer than I've been alive. Here is Bob McGinn on Tyler Dunn's podcast on Aaron Rodgers and the team. Discussions with someone who just firsthand knowledge of this organization, of the Packers' uh, internal debates, that they are done with Rodgers. That that's the way it is right now, that he's not coming back. I mean, they're disgusted with him, and... They're done with them, and they're moving on. Okay, so that is some jarring sound from a guy who's not exactly a hot take artist. Again, he's covered the Packers for 38 years. So there's two levels to this before we get to the wonderful and talented Alex Curry with Herdline News that I want to get to just quickly here. One is, and the most interesting one for me is, when Aaron Rodgers emerges from darkness, literally... How is this going to land on his desk? I can't wait for my guy Pat McAfee, likely wearing a tank top and holding a baseball bat or a pickleball racket or something, saying, Aaron, I'm not going to do a Pat McAfee impersonation. I'm bad at impersonations. Saying, Aaron, do you see what they said? They're done and disgusted with you. What do you say, Aaron? So I'm very interested in that because Aaron oddly has some leverage here in that he's definitely coming back. He's never retiring. It's such a charade that he's even acting like he might retire. He would be forfeiting $60 million in cold hard cash by retiring. He's not retiring. But if he delays announcing what? If he is or isn't coming back, he becomes almost impossible to trade. And he can really put the Packers in a rough spot. So I'm very interested in how all of this speculation and now call it informed reporting lands with him. The other part of this that I can't get past, and Packer fans, they took a way premature victory lap when... I think I was hosting the herd actually when there was thoughts on wait are they gonna make the playoffs going into that 
Lions game final week of the year. And I had said four weeks prior, this team can't win a championship. This team almost assuredly is not making the playoffs. You should bench Aaron, play Jordan, and see what you got. And then they reeled off the most meaningless four-game little winning streak ever. And it was like, oh, you still think it? You still think we should have played Jordan? Yes. And this right here is your evidence of it. Because now you are flying blind. If they had taken their medicine and acknowledged what the problem was and acknowledged that they were not going to achieve any of their goals in 2022, they could have taken the only silver lining of that, which is getting increased knowledge about Jordan. So let's just walk through each possible door. Jordan Love plays and he's awesome. Well, then you don't have to deal with any of this nonsense from Rodgers. You wait for him to announce he's coming back, which he is, and you trade him. Let's say Jordan plays and he is good, but puts out good film, but internally you're like, we don't actually, we think that's an aberration. Then you can trade Jordan to help your team for this year with Aaron. And let's say Jordan Love plays and he's awful. Then you just got to take your medicine and be like, all right, we got to deal with all of the nonsense that comes with Aaron Rodgers, but we got no alternatives. But now you're going to end up, I believe, trading Aaron Rodgers and flying blind with Jordan Love. You didn't have to do that. But I think Jordan, I think Jordan Love starts week one for the Packers. I think Aaron is, has played his last game with the Packers. And I think somehow this is, in, this is ending more bizarrely than Brett Favre did. Not quite as much drama year after year, but a little bit of drama each year. And some of the most bizarre and, like, I did not have on my bingo chart. I don't have a lot of bingo charts. My apologies. Board? My bingo card? I think it's a card. I'm a gambler, but not a bingo player. So, a little, you know, I'm a little too young for that still. Uh, That Aaron Rodgers potentially traded shortly after emerging from a... What a 96-hour darkness retreat. But I think that's what's happening. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Pauly and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, 
we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Great job there by my partner, Chris Broussard, who you'll be able to see alongside me and Kevin Wilds on First Things First in a little over 90 minutes. Alex Curry has the news in about 10 minutes, but first, a guy I've not talked to in quite some time, and oh, he didn't want to talk to me while LeBron's just rewriting <laughs> the record books. Uh, the Couldn't great Buker, who you can see on Speak uh, this afternoon and moving forward in basketball season, I would imagine. Rick, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I, I want to get to the All Star game, but first, there is some actual news today. The Clippers have added Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and. I'll just give you my very quick take on it. You tell me if you agree. I think Russ is one of the – I had him ranked 35 of the 50 greatest players last 50 years. Hmm. I think he's an all-timer. I think he's a legend. I think he's clearly a great dude off the court. And I think when that that how good he was is kind of being maligned by contemporary analysis of him. I also think he is incapable – of contributing to winning basketball right now. Hmm. And it is a baffling decision by the Los Angeles Clippers. What did what do you make of what I just said and what do you make of the move? It's certainly a gamble and it feels desperate. Now, we knew that the Clippers were looking for a true point guard. It's why they moved Reggie Jackson and John Wall out. It's why they brought Eric Gordon and Bones Nyland in. Uh, but and we've only seen what? A game? Uh, yeah. or two of them, and it's already been decided, no, we need to add something more. I'm going to associate this, or I'm going to cont- uh, attribute this to Steve Ballmer and his tech background. What do you do with, with, with tech? You're always fixing it. You're always working on a bug. You're always sure. changing things up, trying to move things forward. And sometimes you just need to let things settle and, and group. As far as Russ, I could see where... His energy and maybe his uh, need for redemption is going to motivate him and add a piece because the Clippers at times have felt like they're kind of sitting back and waiting. And Russ, as we know, does not sit back and wait for anything. So I can make an argument why his energy might be something that they need. But it is a huge risk and a huge gamble because what he has demonstrated over and over is that he can't take just a little role. Like, you either have to be all in on Russ playing yes. or forget about it. And so I'm looking at them, and I really like the addition of Eric Gordon. I don't know if Bones is going to be able to contribute, but I really like what Eric brought. And to me, it's they need right. continuity more than anything else. And so just, now you're adding one more wrinkle to the equation. I, they are adding him for the exact reason, the same logical tree that the Lakers added him for. Now, I understand the Lakers traded the farm and they're getting him for free. I, I totally right. get that. So it's not that level of risk. But the Lakers' logic was, all right, our stars, are LeBron and AD, aren't going to play every night. So the nights they don't play, Russ can be the old Russ. Also, it's a 100-game season. We're gonna, we have an older team, so we want someone who's going to go – you know, 100% effort every night, keep right. our all those things. It's the same logical tree, but at the end of the day, this is a guy who in modern basketball offensively is broken and in any era of basketball defensively hasn't been a plus and even at, in his heyday yeah. was a historically inefficient playoff performer. Was would, 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 At some point in his career could help you in the playoffs. I just don't. The, the Clippers, to me, Rick, this year in this Western Conference had the best chance they've had in this entire era to go on a real run if you keep your fingers crossed Kawhi Leonard can somehow be yep. healthy for two months. 
And now they just added a variable that I don't under. It was to me such an unnecessary risk that they took on right here. I agree. And the added issue here is you've only got 20 some games and it's not as if the Clippers have had everybody on the floor to this point. So we're just now we're adding another piece. It's, if you're trying to work Russ into the equation or try to figure out what role he's going to play, that requires attention that they really need to be putting on getting of all course. of the other more meaningful pieces together. So I, it's, it's, it is a risk. It's a gamble. I can, you know, if I close one eye, I can see why they would do it. But yeah. when I add everything together, I don't see the reason. All right, so Mike Malone said yesterday's All-Star game was the worst game ever played, something to that effect. Yep. It did not resemble even a pickup basketball game. Yep. I have a No lies told so far. For it. No lies told. So here's here's my explanation, and here's who I think deserves the blame. Yeah. Us in the media, but mostly you, but not just you, but not <laughs> as much me. Yeah, okay. And here's why. Yeah. Uh, we have turned sports all of it, into a binary count the rings conversation. Did yeah. you win a championship? Then you sucked. You know what I mean? Who's the best ever? Count the rings. <laughs> how, how good of a season did he have? Did he win the title? Uh, we have made it clear in the media yeah. that all we are, are going to reward yeah. is championship success. And the players have then internalized that and said, okay, so why would I compete in a, in a slam dunk contest? Yeah. Why would I compete in an all-star game? Why would I even compete on back-to-back nights when it could by 1% hurt my ability in the postseason? Mm -hmm. How much of what we saw last night is the logical end result of the media's obsession with with the end of the journey rather than the actual journey itself? I... I knew that this conversation was going to turn mean and contentious at some point. I no, just didn't know no, when. No, no because I, I'm, you I'm could, part of that too. You could not be more wrong. And the problem. Oh wow. The problem is that we don't value winning enough anymore. It's no longer necessary to win the All Star Game or championships because. The analytics say you're a great player. So let's give, uh, and I, if we're getting assigning blame, the players, I agree with you, are probably last on the list. The media do have a hand in it. Fans do have a hand in it. The teams have a hand in it because we're handing out max salaries to players who have not won. We are a, a, a labeling players as stars and MVPs who have not won. And so where is the emphasis or the need to win for a player to have individual success? Do they need to win the All-Star game? No, nobody nobody cares. But the All-Star game is just a microcosm of what has happened to the league in general, which is if you have great highlights, if you have uh, great statistics, uh, you're a star. And you're a star equitable with all the other stars that came before. So my issue is that we are not rewarding or valuing winning enough. And that has uh, basically uh, streamed down to affecting the all-star game. No, listen, that I don't know if that, that's not as contentious. This won't get as contentious as you implied there. I think you actually make some fair points, but I also think you would have to acknowledge that part of the load management issue yeah. is got teams and players have just, everyone has accepted that everything that happens prior to the playoffs is essentially meaningless. Agreed. And that none of it matters. And the regular season is, it's not that it's lesser than the postseason, which it always has been. It's that it is, one thing matters everything. And the other thing, the only thing that matters is, did you get into the postseason? Yeah. And when we have that logic tree, and that's the path we follow, and by the way, I think that's why we're likely about to have a three-time MVP that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in the league. <laughs> and so let's talk here. Okay. So if you if you have to get a bucket, Rick, yeah. who's the number one guy you want to give? Let's just say everyone in the league's healthy. Yeah. Who's your number one pick? Probably Kevin Durant. Who's number two? Steph Curry. Three. 
Oh, boy. Now that now it gets watered down. I'm putting you on the spot. Giannis, Giannis wouldn't be next for you? Have to get a bucket? Just go put your head down? Uh, Probably yes. Yes. Yeah, and Luca's probably shortly Joel thereafter Embiid, at some Joel point. Joel Embiid's in there, Joel too. Joel Embiid. Yeah. In, in there, too. Yeah. And then once we get past those guys, yeah. then you mention a guy like LeBron and a guy like Jokic and a guy like Tatum. Agreed? Yeah. Somewhere in there? Okay. Sure. You got to get a stop. I could name 10 guys you'd, you want on the court before I mention Jokic, Giannis right? is number one. Giannis is number one with a bullet. Yep. And, there's, and Embiid's probably number two, and then Anthony Davis on there. Okay. Yeah. So he's not the guy you got to have to get a bucket. Yeah. He's not the guy you got to have to get a stop. Yeah. We, he hadn't gone on a deep playoff run in three <laughs> years, and that was in the bubble, and all you guys yeah. tell me the bubble doesn't count. Yeah. We also have history. And I value the history. I'm not arguing with you on this. I'm asking you to join me in this righteous indignation, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a pretty damn good player. He won back-to-back MVPs early in his career. He had already won a title. Yeah. And the year he was going to win his third straight, he averaged 30, 16, and 5. And the voters were like, ah, three in a row. Give it to Dave Cowens, who averaged 20, 15, and 5. And then Jordan was going to win three in a row. People were like, ah, three in a row. Yeah. Give it to Barkley. And have Akeem finish ahead of Jordan. And then LeBron was going to win three in a row. And people were like, three in a row? Come on, <laughs> give it to Derrick Rose. And then Giannis was going to win three in a row. And everyone's like, ah, he's flamed out in the playoffs. He got one vote. Three, give it to, you know what, it'll be fun. Give it to the Jokic kid. Yeah. And now Jokic is going to win them all. Yeah. He's just never going to stop winning them. And everyone says I'm wrong <laughs> for being like, what are we doing here? Where do you stand on Nikola Jokic looking like the runaway three-time MVP? Well, I don't have a problem with him winning it this year because this is, might be the first year that I would vote for him. At, or put Me him at the, too! Or put him at the top of my ballot. Me too! The, this and, is the first year. Go ahead. But it goes to what we were just talking about. We don't value winning. They were what? They finished fifth? One of the last sixth. two years? In the, last year they were right? sixth! Yes, so how are, we, how are we equating that with being an MVP? Now, what he's doing this year and the fact that Denver is at the top is of the, the Western seed. Conference, like I'm good with him being an MVP and an MVP candidate uh, this year. But the previous two years, for me, it was either Joel Embiid or Giannis. And I would still say Giannis is very much in that conversation this year in terms of who yeah. is going to be at the top of my ballot. So you get no argument for me on that. I, I really don't like the idea that we're, we're avoiding voting for him because it would historically mean three in a row. The problem is, is that we didn't get it right the first two times, and now we're stuck in this well, position. Steve Nash was the same, the identical, exactly the same. Yes. His third year was his best year, but we could not vote for him or it could not be given to him that year but, because he'd already won two in a row. Also, God dog it, it wasn't in the Constitution you couldn't serve more than two terms as president until <laughs> in the last 70 years. But everyone was like, ah, George Washington didn't do it. I guess I won't do it. Now, FDR broke that, and then they had to put it in the rules. But it, it shouldn't have to be written down that this is how it's done when we see this is how it's done. And I agree with you. This year, my last three years, two years ago, you know you and I argued about it. I would have voted Chris Paul. The numbers didn't, didn't uh, suggest it, but the winning and the everything he did. Last year, I argued for Luka. This year, Jokic has the best case he's had. But what frustrates me so much is last year, when those of us were arguing against Jokic saying, um, they're the sixth seed. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Teammates, bad teammates, and you right, know, Luka's right. got this all-star cast around him. Right. And this year, when we're like, it's not Jokic, they're like, they're the one seed. What are you talking about? And can I show you the Raptors stat where he's the greatest player of all time? Not recognizing if any of your stats say Nikola Jokic is the greatest player of all time, that stat is flawed. But whatever. I just care about history, Rick. You and me. Oh, I could show you all these, man. Jokic is having the greatest three-year stretch in the history of basketball. It's unbelievable. He picks. He gets picked seventh in the All-Star game every year. Nobody thinks that he's a great defender. Nobody thinks he's the number one bucket guy in the league. He's the best player in the league. I lose my mind on it. This but is I'm a hater. This is where I mm-hmm. don't quite, and you, this is probably a conversation for another day with yeah. you and I. But how yeah. is it that you are able to uh, accurately parse the issues with Jokic being MVP yeah. 
And yet, Mm -hmm. the drum that you have beaten for LeBron James this year, still being a great player, is based on the same thing. It's statistics. No, the narrative is no, 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 the team's listen, not good enough so that he's not winning. But his numbers say no. that he's still a great player. It I mean, is the, listen, basically think, the same except, argument, except it, you're no, making right, it in the argue, other direction. But you haven't heard – you're just making up LeBron James takes about me. Right now, I think LeBron is somewhere from the 8th to 10th best player you in the You are league. must see TV for me. What are you talking about? Him? If you think there's 10 guys better than him, I disagree with you. I don't argue LeBron's still a top five player in the league. Now, come the playoffs – if they get in, would he be a top five guy I'd want? Maybe. Just maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Rick Buecher, I'm late. I got to go. See you on Speak in a few hours. I really appreciate you doing double duty today, my man. You got it. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.